Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Box Office Bingers. We are back from a hiatus. You, the past two weeks, you guys have been listening to the amazing creator spotlights of Ryan Coogler and Christopher Nolan. So Ernesto here can have a baby. And now we're back. And <laughs> everybody, no surprise, he's had a baby. So Ernesto, how are you doing? I feel it feels great, man. I mean, I have four kids. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought. That this that's fucking crazy to think about. I, I have four I, kids. You have four. I have zero. I can't even think about what you're thinking about right now about having four kids. I'm in charge of four human beings. Yes. <laughs> no, nah, man, but it's it's great. My son is great. He's healthy. You know, it was an interesting experience being in the hospital during COVID and all that and. You know, my, there was a point where my wife was, you know, they, you know, we wore masks the whole time mm-hmm. and, you know, she's getting ready to deliver. And then the nurse is like, well, you know, we're going to all put our shields up, you know, and I said, okay, good, because I'm going to take her mask off because she can barely breathe. <laughs> like, and I pulled that poor, th- I pulled that thing off her face and that thing was soaking wet. Cause she was oh, like, wow. you know, between all the pushing and stuff and like, I, you know, doing like baby labor, like the actual hard job. Like I, you know, right. I didn't do anything. I yeah. was just there. <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> you know, I was there for moral support. Right. And I was right. like, I don't really want her to pass out. So yeah, that, that's not yeah. what I want right now. I want, I want this baby to come out. <laughs> be much appreciated. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it was it was great, you know, it was great. I'm glad to be back. You know, we got we're we're doing another double feature. Another I one. know it, it's it's a double feature of a double feature. Well, like two doses of double feature since we last came back a few weeks That's ago. True. So true. It's, it's we're exciting. reviewing, yeah, we're reviewing Palm Springs, uh, Andy Samberg's new film on Hulu, and The Old Guard with Charlize Theron on uh, Netflix. Yes, we are. And I'm excited to talk about both of those. But first, we got to talk about some news because Ernesto, like, I feel like since we've been, we were on hiatus for a little bit and the uh, the news has been very, like, calm. And I, and then right before we record, I'm like, oh, all right, you know, I guess there's another slow movie news week, you know, probably might not even talk about the news. Nothing big's happening, you know, just, just breeze by. And then this week was like, hello, hello, hey. movie news. We got a lot <laughs> to talk about. Uh, so let's get to it. That's uh, the most disappointing news so far, Ernesto. It's it it needed to be done. I'm I'm happy to see that the movie studios are taking the um, appropriate precautions. But man, does this news blow? Tenet has been officially delayed indefinitely. There is no future date in sight on when we can see the the the. All of the Christopher Nolan goodness that that could be tenant 
it just it breaks my heart to see that movie not coming out in the near future. Yeah, it's sad, but once again, it's one of those we've waited this long. Like, yeah, what's a little bit longer? Like, it's but guess what? This movie better be great, otherwise we're gonna be like, you should have just fucking released this at home. You know, right? So at least I would have been able to see it. But exactly. it is what it is. I I respect what what Nolan's trying to do and trying to hold out to for the studio house. You know, he wants to help out the movie houses, big get. To get people, give the people a reason to come back to the theaters. So right. I'm cool but with it. it. But I, I think in his case, he, I think him in the movie studio is a little bit of a battle because he wants to release this movie because he know people are going to be rushing to the theater to see it. But on the flip side of that, I mean, two things. One, the movie studio is like, well, we need money, and we don't think that the country is up to the standard that we're going to make a profit off of this movie. And two, I don't think we're ready for that yet. So which is kind I mean, of, which is kind of kind of horseshit. Like just. Like, just release the movie. Like, right. Like, it's, it's, it's never going to be perfect. You're not going to make the same money you did. We don't, right. we're not in the same economy that we were when you decided you were going to make this movie. So, all, right off of the bat, you should already know that you're not going to make the same money you were going to make. Right. And so, like, I feel like, regardless of when, if you push it back all the way till next year, you're probably not going to get as much as you hoped you would. So, at least try to make the fans happy and, you know, release this movie, but I understand them pulling it because this is a, a big blockbuster. And so they, they want to get as much as I get it. I get it. I'm just, I get it. Come on guys. But, we got to make a decision here. We got to, we got to see these movies. Um, yeah. That right. So the rumor right now, at least from what I've been reading is that they're going to go off of a, like a individual market approach moving forward. So maybe like in the less high risk areas, they're going to push the movie which is bad for spoilers, but at least they, you know, they can actually put out some movies in this in this format. So the rumor is that they might release this movie internationally in August, like August 26th or the 28th, and then maybe in the U.S. on Labor Day weekend. But I don't see that happening either. And they so they don't want to risk it. Be, they want to send it to low risk areas, but they want to match it opening a movie like that on a fucking holiday weekend. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the rumor right now. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm just I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I don't see that happening at all. I don't see them opening Labor Day weekend. We are gonna be lucky if we get it this year in the theater. Pat, I the, feel like it's gonna be a while before we go back to the movie theaters. Let's oh just, yeah. Let's just put it. Let's just put it that way. It's yeah, I, like I, I, I don't know when. I don't know when that is. When that or if that's gonna happen at this point. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who so knows right, what happens at the end of this? Right now, the biggest, the next big blockbuster isn't coming out until November. Oh, I'm sorry. October. October second is Wonder Woman. That's the next one in line. And so we'll see if they even retain that date. After that, we have movies in november that's trying to hold it together so it's it's a wait and see what happens i mean i would love to see these movies but i think they should be considering maybe just getting a loss and like putting these on home release i don't know people will spend the money to go see it it's not what we want but but the movie is the movie's out there at this point and it's proven i mean it's proved that model proven that it's gonna work it can work the problem is is that they want to you know, some of these they want to hold out for the movie theaters, which right. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, we, I guess we, I, there just needs to be there needs to be a line. Like, all right, these movies are going to demand. The rest, these movies and above, 
are waiting for the theaters. Right. And that, and that seems like that's where we're heading at. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those movies a little bit later in the news part. Uh, but talking <laughs> about, you know, talking about the movie theaters, AMC and Regal both decided to delay their reopening. They were going to release at the end of July. Now uh, uh, they are no longer no longer doing that. Regal has said we're, we're doing a wait and see approach. So we're not giving a release date, which is smart. Unlike AMC, where it's like, we're going to try for mid to late August. And if you know anything about putting a date on it, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> never works. Exactly. Never works. So obviously, like we were saying earlier, the movie theaters are, you know, they're going to have to get a different approach on what they're going to do. And so they're suffering from, you know, not having the big blockbusters. And there was an article that I read that was very interesting. And he's not wrong, but also, you know, we're in a different time right now. He is the uh, the national, the the president and chief executive of the National Association of Movie of Theater Owners. His name is John. I can't pronounce his last name. I apologize. But uh, what he said was the problem is we need their movies. Distributors who want to play movies theatrically, they can't wait until the, to the markets at 100% are allowed to be open. That's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen until they get a vaccine that they're going to get 100% in the movie theater. So they need to come up with a new model for big blockbusters they like this model just needs to be rethought and he's not wrong but also i mean right now he is suffering because the movie theater the movie studios are delaying their movies therefore people are not going to the movie theater that is fact but also i mean he's not wrong that the movie studios you need to come up with something because it's not working and like maybe pushing them to 2021 is not the best answer i don't know that's just me yeah um i don't know man we'll see it's, we'll it's, see. I it's mean, it's just you just kind of have to wait. The smart thing to do is just wait until it's safe to open. And it's right. It's the, unfortunately, a lot of these movie houses are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. It's just That's... it's like look at the cruise ship. Look at the cruise ship industry, too. Like those are considered like the hot spots for being in that recycled air. Like who right. knows when this when those are going to start selling. So, set sail again and if if people even go on a cruise after this is all said and done exactly and like it's it's hard to and you don't want to be the movie theater to be like we screwed up you don't exactly. you don't want to be that guy so we're already so, we're already on our last legs you're right you know like look at amc yeah. they were on the verge of bankruptcy right and you know it's like we were already like barely hanging on now we're really really Barely hanging on. I I think you need to, you're treading lightly on your next move here. And so we're all going to be waiting to see. Amongst with all of this other news, comes to no surprise that other movies are being delayed. While Disney Studios announced that Mulan has been delayed indefinitely across the world, they say that they're going to, uh, they're going to access, uh, assess, I'm sorry, assess on how we can most efficiently bring this movie to audiences around the world. A lot of rumors have been popping up again that, hey, just put it on Disney Plus. We're going to love it and we're going to watch it. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but that's a big budget movie, so they might hold off on it. My, so here's my thing on, on that. I think – now, you might not like hearing this, but I think they should up the charge on Disney Plus and then release the movie. Hmm. I mean, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Look how many – look, Netflix has raised their prices. It, you know, it's just a matter of how – they're not going to do it now, though, because that no. would be – it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to raise the prices during COVID. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But I feel like if they want to get something back, is like that's a good way of getting some type of, you know, because, I mean, we, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, but Hamilton, 
had a huge success on Disney Plus. They had like a 75% increase of subscribers within the you know that within like the last two weeks of its release, and so that's a huge profit margin for one for one title. So imagine you put Mulan on there and charge people instead of right now you're paying six seven ninety nine for Disney Plus, bump it up to ten dollars a month. You know, an extra two fifty per account holder. That's a lot of that's a lot of income coming in. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I think that's probably their best move. But and those again, are subscribers. Those are yes. like. You know, those are people like, yeah, maybe some of them will only do the free trial, but hey, maybe some of them, a, a good portion of them will probably stay and stay, c- continue paying every month because they'll find mm-hmm. other things to watch. And because uh, once you get on there, I mean, it's there's so much and there's I, I think what's really good about Disney Plus is that there's like there's stuff for everybody. Like, yeah, maybe somebody who just wants to watch like Disney, like Disney Channel original movies or mm-hmm. somebody who just like my brother, he like he he. He's not really interested in all the other Disney stuff, but he loves all the National Geographic shit. Like that's his, that's his wheelhouse. You know, it's just but there's just something for everybody. Important and then all the classic Marvel movies and all the Disney original movies, like Star Wars movies. Star Wars, yeah, and and that's not including all the stuff they have coming up for it. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, as as we said before, Disney Plus is definitely not a bad buy for anybody who's looking for a good uh, streaming service to own. Uh, but I mean, again, another wait and see approach to see what they're going to do with Mulan. But that has been in the rumor reel of like that is a possibility that Mulan could end up on Disney Plus. Uh, Disney also made the announcement that um, all of the Avatar sequels and the next three Star Wars movies have been all pushed back by one year. So the next time we're going to see Avatar on the big screen, which they've been teasing for, I want to say, at least 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar 2 will not come out until December 16, 2022. And we're not going to see the next Star Wars movie on the big screen until December 22nd, 2023. That's fine. We just, <laughs> I, mean, we, I mean, realistically, we just had Last Jedi. If you yeah. let's space the shit out a little bit more, you know, give it time to breathe. And guess what? That gives you more time to work on the script. Make sure the yeah, script is like top notch and, you know, make sure everything is lined up so that the movie can be great. Yeah. I mean, they definitely give them more time. And, you know, and Star Wars in its history has always had longer gaps in between its films. Exactly. I think it was a good 18 years before we got like Phantom Menace. And then it was a good another uh, 10 years before we got from Revenge of the Sith to Force Awakens. So, so yeah, so I think, you know, spacing these out because with this new release date between Rise of Skywalker and whatever these new batch of Star Wars films are, that's a, it's only a four year gap and it was going to be a three year gap. So I, I, I think waiting might be the better approach, especially with the mixed reviews on Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, all I know is that Avatar two better be the net better be better be mind blowing. Like <laughs> I better have like eye orgasms. That's how great that movie. They've been talking about this movie. They've been pushing it back. Just, I don't even remember how long ago the original Avatar came out. It's been for it's been forever. It's been uh, eleven years since the original Avatar. Almost exactly. eleven years. <laughs> It's like I next mean, generation avatars now. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, seriously. And like they, there's like, yeah, no. Not only we have Avatar two, but we're also doing a three, four, and five, and you're gonna get that every every other year. I'm like, what? Like when I read this, like we're getting avatars until 2028. What the wow. hell? <laughs> who who asked who asked for that? <laughs> James Cameron's there just writing a novel, and he's like, whoa. 
we could do another one and another one and another one. We'll see. Like, I mean, but then, you know, what direction is it going to go? Is it going to go more into like another situation? Like, are we going to see like the bad guy come back and try to get him again? Or are we going <laughs> to go into like, the lore of the Navi and all them? I, I, I think know. it's more of the lore, but like this is a sequel that no one asked for and we're getting a lot of it. But you know what? They have Avatar Land at, at uh, Animal Kingdom. So yeah. they, got, they got a theme park they got to fill. That's true. <laughs> they, that's that's five movies worth of merchandise and like promotion shit that they can do to just push people to go to Pandora at uh, an Animal Kingdom. Disney knew what they were doing when they bought that property. Oh, they knew. Disney knows they're, they're the king of marketing. They know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, yeah, so if you're looking for any of those movies, you're going to be waiting a while. And then um, uh, Paramount Pictures also did a shakeup last night on their new movies. A Quiet Place Part 2 was supposed to be released in September on Labor Day weekend. That got pushed back to April of 2021. And then Top Gun Maverick was supposed to be released on December 23rd of this year. And that got pushed back to July 2nd of 2021. So basically from those two movies from their original date, they are like, which was like top, like a, um, a quiet place. Part two was originally supposed to be out February of this year. Then they pushed it to September and now it's back to February, uh, April of next year. So they're just basically those two movies have been given a full one year delay on it. And, you know, it makes sense with, you know, with the movies being halted, for 2020 being pushed back they can't do production on 2021 movies you're gonna have to fill them with something in 2021 so just put the movies that you were supposed to come out and and that's just it I'm, i am a little bit sad about quiet place part two we were so close to seeing that movie Same. B- before we were like a week we were literally like a week out yeah no no oh, no wait maybe 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 not a it week it was a couple weeks it was a couple weeks yeah it was the but- next movie it was the next movie that we were like, all right, this is going to be like our next big review that we're going to do. And exactly. then it never happened. Of course, it never nope. happened. But nope, not whatever. a chance. Now, now we're on the uh, now we're on the the streaming. Uh, so that's that's what we got right now. All these we're movies. On that streaming to- grind. Yes, we are. Uh, speaking of, I think that this is a good decision. Speaking of movies are making good decisions. Bill and Ted face the music. Right now, so you, remember, remember way back when in, in January when we we did that episode, we're like, hey, here are the movies we're looking forward to in 2020. <laughs> so sad. I don't, I don't even want to listen to how much hope I had when we recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them I remember you said was, I can't wait to see Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. And, and they made the, probably the, the good decision to – to, they, so they, it was supposed to be out in August, and they pushed it back to September 1st. And they were like, hey, you can see this movie on September 1st in select theaters that are willing to be open, as well as we're going to have it on demand for home viewing on the same day. That's a smart move for a movie like this. That's all, well, that's just like – that's more of um, – I don't know I don't know what the right word to use is, but – it's more in, more an inclusive, maybe. Yeah. It's just like it, it incorporates everybody. It's like, hey, like this. It's not about to them. It's like it's not about how much money we make. We would just want to make it available for everybody because, yeah, it's great. We do want to support the theaters, but what about the people who, who don't feel safe to go to the theaters? Why? Right. Why do they have to be deprived of it as well? So well, let's give it to the theaters and the home domain. I think that's yeah. an excellent. 
Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. And I think this might be the first movie. I know Megan really wanted to watch The King of Staten Island, and I we talked. I talked about my review on the film a couple episodes back. Uh, but like, I I paid the twenty bucks. And I'm a cheap ass, and we watched the movie, and it was fine. But I think like out of all the <laughs> movies to give like the twenty dollar release, this is the one I would do. I'll pay twenty bucks to see this movie. Because I, I think this, <laughs> yeah, I, I, this it just it looks like a fun movie, and like yeah. I'm not a huge fan of like the originals, but like this has a lot of potential for me, and I think I can really enjoy it. And like you know what, why the hell not? It, it you know, I, you know, you're, you're investing in the twenty dollars to see the movie right now in your home, so yeah. I'm all for that. I mean, I mean, don't don't anybody watch the movie and expect like to have your life changed? Like, right. it's, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's a silly comedy. But it's, I think it's going to be great. I mean, look at Keanu. He's, look how much he's grown as an actor. Oh, yeah. And for him to come into the, and how popular he is now. So many people, this movie is going to be so popular. So many people are going to watch this movie. A lot of people are going to, like, like $20, what? I don't care. Like, yeah, let's Who do cares? it now. Yeah. To see Keanu, yeah. I was yeah, about exactly. to watch him. People are going to watch him as a fern in SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I've never even seen the movie, but guess what? I was slightly in this. I'm not even ashamed to say it. I was slightly interested. I was like, oh, they got Keanu Reeves in it? Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> hey, hey, kids, you want to watch the SpongeBob movie? No, you guys really want to watch this movie. I heard you guys talking about it earlier. You know Keanu Reeves in it? Who? No, SpongeBob's in it. You guys are going to love it. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Keanu! <laughs> Oh no, he's not a fern. He's a sage. Because he's sage, like, he right. said, that's right. He says, I'm a, get it. I'm a sage, and I am sage. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's a stupid joke, but you're like, eh, you know what? That that stupid joke might have gotten me to watch the movie. <laughs> exactly. I watched that other. I watched that other movie he did. I watched that other movie on Netflix that he was in just for him. Uh, Always be my maybe. Always. I never heard of it. It's like a it's like a rom com, but he's in it. He plays. I think he plays, if I remember correctly, he plays himself. And oh, he's, really? <laughs> I mean, he's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's with, uh, always be my maybe. I, I, Ali, I it's with Ali Wong and Randall Park. Okay. And it's on Netflix right Trying, now? It's on Netflix right now. Randall Park, he's, um, he's a comedian, but he's been in, he's, he's on that show. Oh my gosh. Oh, he's going to be in WandaVision. Sorry, I'm looking at his uh, IMDb <laughs> right now. He was on. For, he was the dad in Fresh Off the Boat. You ever seen Fresh Off the Boat? Oh yes, yeah, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, all right. I, might, I think he was also in another movie called like The Wedding Planner or The Wedding Year. Or, I think it was called like The Wedding Year. I think, and he he did it, was it with. He was also in Aquaman. What? Well, but he's in Ant, he's in Ant Man and the Wasp. He was Jimmy Woo. Oh, oh yes, yes he was. Yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Keanu Reeves. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't oh, Aquaman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Back to my original statement. Yeah, <laughs> side <laughs> two. Yeah. But he was in Always Be My Maybe, and he okay. was. Yeah, he played himself. Keanu Reeves. That's Keanu Reeves. Okay. Because that was a part of the joke. He was like trying. Randall Park is trying to get back with uh, Ali Wong. And she's like, oh, but I'm dating Keanu Reeves. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> like, dating Keanu. <laughs> Anyways, it's a funny movie. You should you should def- you should go check that one out. It was funny. Okay. But all right, I'll but definitely yeah, do that. That's why I watched, but then that's why I would watch him in SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, I'm bringing it. I'm trying to bring it back to you. I'm trying to bring, bring it, it back. back. <laughs> uh, all right. So yes. So Bill and Ted, September first. Uh, probably gonna go watch it. Probably gonna review it. So we're looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, and then lastly, the Russo brothers making a big sign, made a big deal last week with Netflix. They're going to direct The Gray Man, and they're, it's going to be starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. It will be the most expensive film Netflix produced with $200 million, and it, just, it, it, and it, is, it is described as a James Bond-level franchise starter. So they're definitely anticipating of doing a, a few of these. But, like, Netflix is like, yo, Russo Brothers, you did that, like, really expensive Avengers movie, right? Can you bring some of your buddies over and we'll give you a whole bunch of money? And we want that same Avengers money. So can you just do that over here? That would be great. Interesting. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. That's going to yes. – I mean, it's it's probably going to be good. Oh, yeah. The, you got yeah, the Russo Brothers. So. Or it could, it could, go, it could go, go either way. I mean, it could either be really, really good. Or really, really bad. But I have, I have, I have, I have so. faith. Yeah, I have faith in them, though. You know, I mean, the, it's but, a, it's an espionage movie from what is being described, and so is Captain America: Winter Soldier, and that was a great movie. Oh, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite films. Yeah, it's great. It's it's like it's not even forget that it's a Captain America film. It's great. You know, it's a great espionage film. That's exactly yeah. what that one is. A good so. Who knows? This I mean, is probably it's the same thing. Look, they got Chris Evans to do the same exact shit. Like, hey, man, we just need you to do the same thing. Just lose the shield. And they're You're like, not have right. a shield. you don't have to wear the fucking suit anymore. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be Captain America. You can just be a badass fucking gray man guy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> be a badass <laughs> gray man. He's like, okay. Whatever. Right. <laughs> He's like, I want. Can I, can I still be Captain America? No. You got to be somebody else. But you can do the, almost the exact same shit. <laughs> yeah. You just won't have a shield. Maybe you'll have just like a bunch of guns and gadgets and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can make something. I don't know. We'll give you like a rope. You want a rope? We'll give you a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this movie is. I don't know nothing about this movie. But either way, I'm excited for it. <laughs> we can just move on now. <laughs> this has gone on. That went on way too long. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's all the news we have for you guys this week. And now we're going to move on to what you're watching. And with the two-week hiatus, I've been watching a lot of shit. I'm going to spare you guys with a lot of the details on everything that I've watched and just hit the highlights. But Ernesto, what have you been watching? Have you been able to get a lot in with the new baby in? Yes and no. You okay. Know, it's just, you know, because family, we had family here and with the baby being born and being up. So, yes, you know, in the hospital, this is so weird. We were in the hospital, a guilty pleasure. I don't like reality tv uh, you know that i've already I've talked yep, about this you know. before but we found ourselves watching this show called 90 day fiance oh, I've heard like, about it. like tlc for one of those one of those one of those channels i don't know but it's it's about people in america they they bring their boyfriend or girlfriend over and they give them a 90 day visa and they within that time they have all the way up until the day of their visa to get married and it's like they haven't really spent any time together. And it's like total trash TV. But <laughs> I found ourselves like like captivated just like watching it. I don't know. I, we They had a marathon on. So we ended up watching the whole season. <laughs> like from start. It's so weird because like before we had the baby – like we were watching like them them finally coming coming over from their country and like all yeah. the antics and 
that was happening while they were here. And then after we had the baby, we moved to a new room and I found the channel. And it was like the day of their weddings. It was like the wedding days. Like we had missed a good portion of the season, but we <laughs> came back to watch. We came back to finish the series, to finish the season. <laughs> so is so it, all it, all, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was, it was there okay. was like a couple there were different couples, like scenarios, you know, kind of different, like, um, but more or less the same. But it's like some, you know, some of them think it's like a male or bride. And a lot of their friends were questioning it. There was one right. Russian guy. It was like, I think he was Russian or Eastern, he was Eastern European or something. And he came over and he was going to marry this girl, but he didn't tell his family that this girl, he didn't tell his family about this girl's kids. She's got three kids and she, he didn't tell them because it's like not in their customs. And I'm sure I'm getting it completely wrong, but it was like, he couldn't tell them because his family wouldn't accept the marriage. Wow. I was like, dang. I was like, that's messed up. I was like, <laughs> like afterwards, I was like, why are we watching this? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are we watching it again? Oh, because it's on. All right, I can I can get behind that logic. But it was great to have on because we could we could literally go to what we were doing, like just like be focused on whatever was happening in the room, and then when when nothing was going on, we could watch and still pick up exactly. We're like, okay, this is what's happening. Some right. other, we we probably some other stuff, but. We can pretty much keep. We can just pick up from here. Like we don't need to be focused 100% on what's happening. It was a right. great distraction. <laughs> so is each episode 90 days, or do you follow a couple of fa- a couple of couples within the whole season? You you follow a couple of couples within the whole season. So each episode, okay. you go through like a couple different couples, and you go through maybe like a couple days of of a situation or whatever's going on. I got you. And so by the end of the season, you get the results of all of them. And what, what yep. happens? Okay, interesting. Some of uh, them good, some of them good, some of them bad. But it was a, it was just interesting. I think the other interesting one was like this really rich guy. He had um, this like South American girl, and he was like, oh, we're just gonna go to this lawyer's office and we're just gonna talk about like in case anything happens, like trying to get her to sign a prenup. And it was like it went the total opposite way on him, and like it turned like the girl got really mad at him. It was crazy. See, look at me. Why am I talking about? I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking about it like I know these people. But yeah. you, I, no, I don't I, really like trash TV, but it was decent trash TV. I all enjoyed right. it. Fair enough. I can, Fair enough. I can see, I can see the I see the appeal that it that it that it harnesses. You know, I see why people why people like it. Uh, also, um, watching season just finished season one of Avatar: Last Airbender on Netflix with my Ooh. son Edward. I said, I've, you know, I've never really watched anime before. I've never, but I'm so, it's so interesting. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I think I, the I story, think stories, I think the story's really deep. I think it's like, it's surface level enough for the kids to get, but even as adults, you can under, you see the underlying messages that they're trying to, they're trying to get across to the kids. So it's cool. I think it's a cool anime. I'm excited to watch it. I think Actually, I think I remember seeing something about another one coming up pretty soon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Avatar The Last Airbender, first of all, it's great. It's fantastic. That is my childhood. Every Friday or Saturday, whenever the hell they aired this back in the day, I was like, Mom, shut up, shut up. My show's on. I got to go. We went to a friend's house once, and I'm like, hey, like, hey we're going to so-and-so's house. They're doing whatever dinner. And I was like, all right, but at 8.30, though, I need a TV. Is that fine? I, I got to watch this show right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I love that show. And I remember when the finale came, it was like a two hour finale. It was like a four parter. And my mind was blown. I was like, I don't know. I forgot how maybe this was like 2007. Yeah. So 13 years ago, little me was like, boom, this is, this shit's amazing. Um, but yeah, that on Netflix. It's there. <laughs> I own all of the. I own the whole series, so I don't got. I don't got to okay. use Netflix, but but it's easier to do Netflix. That's it's just it easier is. to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, next next episode. It even it even skips the intro for you. <laughs> there you go. Intro's good though. I like the intro. Um, I do like the intro. Uh, but yeah, so so Avatar: Last Airbender, great series. But then a couple years later, this, the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender came out with another show called The Legend of Korra, that takes place about a hundred years later. Mm-hmm. And and that lasted for four seasons, and that is what's coming on Netflix mid August. Uh, okay. So like, if if you really like what you see, Ernesto, by the time you get to the end of the of the series, you can just hop on to the next one. It's kind of like a sequel series to The Last Airbender, and it's another great one. I I love I love that series as well. It's not as strong as Avatar: Last Airbender, but it's it's really close to it. And it lasted four okay. seasons. So I, I think if you want to continue that and watch that with your kids, that's a good one to, to watch next. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, also, I, I think I'm going to finish his Dark Materials. I remember we, he talked, we, me, I talked about it way back when, his yeah. Dark Materials on HBO. Because I've realized I'm getting into that, like, show hole. Like, like I'm at uh, the – I'm looking – I'll spend like 20 minutes looking and then I can't find anything and then I'll put something on and then I'm not interested. And then I don't, yeah. and then I, sometimes I don't even end up watching anything. Right. So yeah, I, I think that. I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick back up his dark materials. I actually rewatched it and I watched an episode and I realized that this was like, I was like, Oh, this is the episode I left out on. So I rewatched an episode I already saw, but I'm already, I'm only two episodes away from the finale. So, okay. And, and, it's, it's, and it's good. I good. will, I will say the book, the book is better. I mean, but I felt the same way about the movie. But I think the book just has a lot of more has a smaller details or I don't know, maybe the some of the some of the, the like CGI is really cool. Like there's a witch that's in there and there there's like these real there's like this really cool scene where she comes in and she just like she just like like dust moving around people like taking taking all these other soldiers out. And I thought that was a really I thought it was a really cool scene that they put in there. But I mean, it's it's good. I okay. I definitely enjoy the book better. Um, and I finished Altered Carbon. Uh, okay. I watched both seasons. Um, I think I talked I talked about it a little bit before, so I yeah, was wrong. Bit. I think I I think I had finished season one after I talked last time we talked. Okay. And I was like, I thought it was gonna be like an anthology type series, and no, it's not. It's not <laughs> what happens. So, but what? Yeah, it is a continuation from season one. But what it is is like. There's like these little discs that are inserted into your spine, and that's where your consciousness is. It was created so that you can travel across the stars and not have to worry about aging. Like you would just, you would put your consciousness into another body. Right, right. Like right. you actually lived, like you actually lived in it. Like the concept is cool, and I think season one, like season one, is definitely stronger than season two. Um, I just feel like the production value went down a little bit. Mm. Um, Anthony Mackie, like the guy who they had for season one, he fit. Like the way he acted, like he just really fit the essence of the the consciousness of the character, like the right. of the, of the who the care of who the character was, and like Anthony Mackie, like he did it. He's just I just see him as like too much of a nice guy. Like the the main mm. character is kind of like an asshole, like he's kind of like a jerk asshole that helps people, but I, I don't know. Mackie just didn't do it for me. I'm still interested to in in the storyline. Like I finished season two and I was like, all right, I'll come back. 
but it's not as strong as the first season. Okay. I just I'm hope I'm hoping that season three will either be better or at least on the same level. Like right, like the right, right like, like like especially with the writing. Like I like halfway through season two, I'm like, man, I, yep, I saw that coming. Right. <laughs> yep, I knew they were gonna do that, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, because I I mean that happens quite a few times. Like. Like you can just like you see the hints that they drop in the beginning. You can just you can put two and two to you can put two and two together sometimes right. very easily. But I don't know. Sometimes I like to be surprised every night, especially with a sci-fi show. Like they can right, go so many different ways. And they they took it to a direction. I was like, oh, they did this. Oh man, why did they do that? Like <laughs> right. they just. But you like they brought. I don't. Even, I'm not even gonna tell you in case you ever in case somebody ever watches it and they have a different opinion. I don't want to put that what I thought in their head. So maybe somebody else watches it. You tell me what, what you thought of season two, but I definitely thought season one was better. So um, if, and then if you were to watch. So when season three comes out, and if it's not like it's like the season three, like the 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 ride or die with this series. Then like if it's just not hitting with you, you're just gonna abandon the series after that. I think so. Okay. I think so. But if it's decent, maybe I'll be like, man, it wasn't like I don't want it to continually go down. Cause like, oh man, season one was, season two was a little bit better. Season three right. was okay. And then by like season four, I'm like, I'm rage quitting. Like I don't even want to think <laughs> about done. the show anymore. That's, I mean, that's the problem. Like maybe it would have been better as just like a, a limited series. Like if it feels like they just ran out, or I don't know, like they just got lazy. Yeah, I, I can I see that. It's just some some shows they're just better off, like you know you can kind of commend of just like it's a one and done. Like this is a, a one either an anthology series where it just has beginning, middle, end in one season, or this is a limited series where it's like we're only gonna put this out and that's it. And you know as much as you want to see more, when you get more, it is not exactly what you hoped it would be, and you're you're just better off just keeping it concealed in that like limited yeah. series space. I will say that they. It seems like they're they they've set up so that you can see like this other character really do some crazy shit like this neck in this next season. Okay. I'm, I'm being very care I'm being very careful yeah, yeah, how I, I yeah. how I describe it, how I describe <laughs> it. But um yeah I don't know I mean if if they go that route where they they're gonna explore this other character and maybe the first two seasons was to learn about this guy. But then also right. a preamble to learn about this character who's actually really important in this universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's a very this person, she's very important. She's an important figure in the universe. And they kind of set it up for her to for season three for her to go on an adventure. But then they also went back and like hinted at something that was like, it's like, why did you do that? Like you yeah. set up this one, <laughs> like they set up this in the finale, they set up this really strong moment. That they set up a really strong moment, but then they they almost like they made it seem hopeful, but I feel like they almost robbed that moment of it. They almost robbed yeah. that. They robbed the other moment by doing this thing. You've robbed the you've robbed you've robbed the emotions of this moment. Like you right. made I this moment that. seem. You see what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like a bad story direction. It's like what are you doing? Like you didn't need yeah. to do that. Why did if you did that? Why did you spend so much time? Right. Why did you make me spend so much time caring about this thing happening if you're just going to take it away right here? Right. Yeah, yeah. I totally see that. That's, that is frustrating. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But okay. other than that and our movie Palm Springs and Old Guard, that's all I got. That's all you got? All right. Um, I got a few under the belt uh, while we were away. I watched the movie called The Hunt, which I remember when we had Estevan on, he talked about this movie a little bit. It's about, you know, basically uh, 12 strangers waking up in the middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden people are killing them and people are hunting other people for sport. Um, it had our, our good friend uh, Betty Glippen in, in the movie. If you don't remember her, that if you don't remember that name, Ernesto, she was in uh, she was in our, our favorite movie of 2020, Coffee and Kareem. And she uh, she oh. was the she was the uh, the officer that yeah. was chasing the uh, Ed Helms. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Such a great a, film. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know. Right. Very memorable. Um, she. Oscar contender. Uh, She played, I guess, the person that was aware of what was going on because a lot of people were confused and it looked like she was here before. The movie was all right. Nothing to be overexcited about. I know Estevan said he rented it and he watched it like three times or something. And I don't know how he did that. It was, (laughs) I don't know why you would want to watch it three times. But um, I uh, I thought the movie was all right. Nothing nothing great about it. Um, I do recommend giving it a watch. A lot of remember I remember back in the, you know a couple months ago, the movie was delayed because of some of the things that were in it. But after watching it, I didn't see the reason why they had the delay in the first place. So I think it was like overhyped for that reason. And uh, overall, there was just a mediocre film that you know had an interesting premise, but also a premise you've seen before. And, but I think the only thing I can give it credit for was that it didn't take itself too seriously. So therefore, I can give it that respect. But other than that, it was just it's just all right. Um, it's all right. Um, I also saw Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo. With uh, he was based on a true story of they're putting chemicals in this water system, uh, and technically it was in all of it was everywhere. I forgot exactly what it was, but it was a really good movie. Um, very powerful movie too. Definitely recommend giving that a watch. I, uh, was, roughly, where did you watch that on? All right, you, uh, gotta find, you gotta find it. You gotta find it. Yeah, I was. I got it from the library, uh, and so they. Um, I, I I think they did a really good job of like presenting the situation and like, exactly like how long this process has been going for. This started like in either in the late '90s or early 2000s, and the movie even caught up with today. Like and like we're still dealing with this today. There's still lawsuits about it. This is an ongoing thing. And Marf Ruffalo's character was like in he's still dealing with this today as a lawyer with with oh, all wow. of this. And it's like it's crazy. I don't want to give too much away. But also a fun little cameo. The 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 real life person, the real life lawyer and his wife made cameos in the movie. So that was kind oh, of nice. cool. Uh, as well as other people in the movie that they reference also made cameos in the movie. So the real life figures were, were part of it somehow. So it was nice that they were included, but it was just a situation where like, like this stuff is still happening, guys. This is not okay, and we're living with it. And so yeah. I felt like if anything, this movie brought awareness to what was going on. Um, I also saw a movie that you you wanted to see, Ernesto. I saw Downhill with uh, Will yeah. Ferrell and uh, Louis Dreyfus, Louis something Dreyfus. I forgot yeah. her name. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Nope, I don't know. I'm 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 done with the name. Uh, she. <laughs> uh, the movie was all right. It's like it was like like 80 minutes. It was a really short movie, and I felt like it just lingered on the fact that uh, 
Will Ferrell left his left his family in uh, in the midst of an avalanche that ended up everyone being okay. That's the premise of the movie. And then they kind of just held on that just a little too long. Like it was too long for an 80 minute movie. Oh, so I was like, ah, well, like, I feel like we just kept repeating and repeating itself. And it's like, we couldn't think of anything else. So like, now I understand why the movie's 80 minutes, but also this could have been like easily like uh, like a, a short film in an anthology series. Like it just like I could easily see this in an episode of like Black Mirror as like well this is shitty or like whatever like a comedy anthology series would be that's what that could fit into. It's mm. it's it was too long. It's like it should have been forty minutes, not eighty minutes, and they kind of dragged on on that same idea that he left. There were some parts that were funny, but then some of them were like cringy. And it was like okay, mm. we're still on this. I don't know about that. Uh, so well, if you sad. if you yeah, if you do end up watching it, kind of go in there with caution. I would rec- I would okay. say that. Uh, and then I eventually I saw you said oh, last time we were here you you saw my spy with your kids. Yeah, yeah, I saw it too. It's actually really funny. I told you it's good. Yeah, it's funny. Was, you said I was gonna enjoy it, and I did. I I thought I was like it's like a nice family family film. It's just it is what it is. But it you said it was like the line a little bit. It does, yeah. Also, like I <laughs> they play, they started playing songs that were like had cursing in it. And I was like, oh, why did you use that? And I thought the movie's rated PG. It's PG-13. So they could have yeah. – that's how they were able to get away with that. I'm like – and then I was thinking, why make this movie PG-13? It didn't need to be this. Like you could have easily just dumbed it down by like a, like two scenes and this would have made it PG. I don't know why but we the had movie to go is there. Clearly, the, clearly, the movie is clearly marketed towards like kids – well, not like kids, but like, like preteens – like you know that preteen, teen, yeah. tween age. It's like it's yeah. it's definitely marketed towards like a grow like a family. You know Correct. what I mean? Like yeah. if the kid, like you're, if you took your kids to watch Endgame, you're probably you'll probably watch this. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And Endgame <laughs> is definitely an elevated version of what this movie is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. and it's got Dave Batista. <laughs> and it got Dave Batista. It's 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 a, it's a trifecta of a good time. <laughs> Um, I enjoy. Yeah. It. I did. I did really enjoy. It. I, yeah, I one of my it. favorite scenes is the bird with with the bird on the trash can. He's, <laughs> he takes it to go away. He's like, if you love it. Well, I forgot what he says, but something happens. He's like, I expect everything, and then it just took it away. The eagle came and grabbed it. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. Like the the chemistry with the little girl and Dave Batista was great. Uh, they offered a little bit of a surprise in there too. There was something I didn't expect. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, we got a little bit of a surprise element. And then, like you were saying, the bad guy is clearly the bad guy doing bad things. It's like, it's it's very clear on that. A couple of things were kind of like a little over the top. But like, where the movie shines, it's like, like I feel like where a lot of movies shine is like that that montage like scenario where like you have Dave Batista teaching little girl what's up and like how to be a spy, whatever the case. And that really worked for the movie. There was one scene that uh she he was like you can't get past me you have to get like and you have to do all these things to get past me and she just tips over the the fishbowl and he's like and and then he's like trying to like like help the fish then she just walks around him and then uh the the sidekick that was with him she was like oh damn that's that's mean or that's cold or something along those lines she was hilarious she was hilarious she was I, I thought the movie was great. I think if anyone just wants either 
uh, a movie to watch with their kids or a movie of just like a good lighthearted film, this is definitely a good watch for them. Yeah. Uh, and then, Ernest, let me, let me talk about CBS All Access for a second. Let me let me okay. talk to you about this streaming service. They're sneaky. They're some sneaky bitches. All right. And I'll explain okay. that in a second. I'll tell you why. So remember way back when in April when we were talking about, look, we got two months of a free subscription to the service. Right. And a month went by. And then on 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 May 23rd, when it was refreshing, I got charged. And I was like, wait a minute. I got two months free. Why would you charge me? And so I gave him a little phone call and they were like, yeah, no, sorry. There was a glitch in the system. I guess, you know, it didn't read the second month. So we're going to do, we're just going to put another uh, extra month on there. And uh, so you're, not, you're good till July 23rd. I'm like, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. So they already got $10 from me, but I still get the extra month. I'm like, whatever. I want to see Twilight Zone anyway. The second season yeah. comes out like after my thing. I was fine with it. Um, one month later comes again. I see another charge on my thing on June 23rd. Ooh. And I was like, CBS? what are you doing? So I gave them the phone. <laughs> like, hello, what's going on? And they're like, oh yeah, no, there was a glitch in the system. We'll just give you an extra month for free. I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> I see I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Now you have $20 from me. And I was uh -huh. like, hold up a minute. That's, that's, that's the price of a King of Staten Island right there. Hold up a minute. All right. So, so now I was like, all right, CBS, I have wasted, not wasted, but I had your service for two months. And right now I've already invested $20 and I have not seen anything. So, so, so now the whole month of July or end of June into July, I was like, I'm going to watch the shit out of CBS all access because I am not going to renew again after yeah. pulling this shit twice. So I end up watching Star Trek Picard, which I did, uh, which I did do. I said I was going to do it. And I did. Uh, and it was all right. I, I feel like a lot of things went over my head because I did not watch anything Star Trek. But for some reason, I thought I was going to enjoy this. As, as And I did enjoy it. I was able to pick up on a few things. and uh, But I, I enjoyed Star Trek for what it was. I don't see myself going back to a season two if that's the only thing it had. Like, if a new season came about, I would not jump back on the streaming service just to watch season two. Like, it would have to be another reason. But that other reason is the other show that I watched, which was The Twilight Zone. And Ernesto, I don't know how you didn't continue watching. <laughs> I thought so it was, good, huh? I thought it was great. Now, don't get me wrong. As you know, the same with Black Mirror and old school Twilight Zone episodes. Each episode is different, right? And it it had its fair share of misses. Like they, like I feel like all the episodes had a great premise. Like like yeah. as like when the episode started, like I there that's a premise I can get behind. I like it. And then we get to the end. And it just hit the mark. It just missed the mark completely. And I was like, oh, how, how can you do that? Like, how can you screw up an ending? You have 40 minutes, people. <laughs> not that many times to screw up an ending. Point A, but, point B. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not that hard. You already got the concept down. I don't know why you just didn't commit to the ending. And I will say that I enjoyed more episodes in season two than I did with season one. But I really enjoyed it as a whole. I thought it was very comparable to shit you would see in Black Mirror. Just like Black Mirror is tailored toward uh, more tech, tech, technology based and like mm -hmm. futuristic. And this stuff just puts, uh, you know, some other concepts in play. And I thought some of the episodes were really well written. Uh, the first season one, episode one, The Comedian with uh, Camille Nanjahani. Camille. You, should have it. you need um, to have it by now. I know, I know. <laughs> We've gone through this. Way too many times. Way too many times. I agree. 
But I thought his episode was great. You watched it, Ernesto? Yeah, I like that was. I love that one. That one was one of my hit. The first two were one of my favorites. Yeah, the first two was great. I actually have a, like a highlight reel that I wrote down that I thought that were some really good episodes. Uh, season uh, episode five and season one, where a, a campaign manager tries to get a kid as president. Yeah, I like that one. I saw that one. Right? That's that's another good one. Uh, and then the couple in the middle were okay. Episode nine was was pretty solid. There was like this like. Uh, supernatural gun that possesses people. It was really interesting what direction they went, but that one was like okay. But the one, the one that really hit it home was the finale of season one. Blurry Man, Ernesto, they went meta, and it was fantastic. Oh like, man! Literally, I, 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 this is the only thing I will say. Uh, you have like, and it was so funny because it was starting off normal. You have Seth Rogen in the beginning of that episode. And I think they were teasing like everything this guy writes, like it happens in the real world. And he was getting all freaked out. And I was like, eh, this seemed, oh, this seems like a, like, I feel like I've seen this premise before. This is nothing new, right? And then as Jordan Peele kind of walks in the frame and he's telling his monologue and he's like, you just cross over to, you know what, guys, I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, What? And all of a sudden, the camera turns around and you see the production crew. And I was like, and then the episode moves on from there. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anymore. And I was like, what? oh shit, this episode went real meta, real quick. And and like, I really appreciate what they did. And the ending was amazing. And it's funny because I was watching with Megan, and Megan called it from like 10 minutes in. And I'm like, Megan, if this is not what this ending is. I'll be very disappointed because you just pitched a better ending for this for this episode. <laughs> lucky enough, she was right because I was like, "Damn, that's the way. To, that's how you end an episode. And that's how you end a season. That was fantastic. Probably easily one of the best episodes they've done so far. Um, so yeah, and then in season two, also great. They had um, the they kicked off really a really solid uh uh opener for season two it's called meet in the middle and basically you have somebody else's conscious in your mind and you're able to communicate with them that way like all of a sudden there's a random voice in your head so imagine all of a sudden like i i'm hearing you in my head and and like but we can hear each other in our own heads and you're having a conversation you are aware that this is somebody else and not like you going crazy. But then the episode plays that line. It's like, well, are you going crazy? I don't know. Uh, so that was, that was pretty good. Uh, there was another one where somebody can teleport to another body just by looking at them. That was a very interesting premise. Uh, and then you also had um, uh, Damon Wayne's Jr. that was featured in an episode where he found like a model of his town in like this attic and then he was basically playing God because he realized whatever he did to the town happened in in his his you know other spear world small town. I thought another another solid one. So there are some great episodes that are here, but I feel like as much as I'm giving praise to those specific episodes, there are also some that just didn't hit the mark. So I I would say that like I think it's worth visiting all of them because you just don't know where they're going to go. But at the end of it all, I feel like I had just a slightly like if maybe like 51 percent of misses and 50 percent. They got it right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am. But I, I recommend like this was worth for the streaming service alone. Like I, when season three comes back, I would get this for a month and kind of binge it. 
but yeah, so like I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised you fell off. Uh, like where where was where did you fall off? Why did you fall off? Um, when they took the girl when the girl from Once Upon a Time guest starred on the show in season one. Um, her maid was an illegal immigrant, and they took her away. Oh, but yes, then they took yeah, yeah. they took her away too. I just I was like ah. I'm not interested in this episode. Yeah, that was okay. That was okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, and this is so that you can bounce around, read the read the description. But I think each one of them is worth exploring because you never know which one you might actually like. So I think it's worth it. I don't think it's as good as Black Mirror. I don't. I don't no. think it will be. But um, I think it's worth. You know, this is definitely their flagship show, in my opinion, for the streaming service. See, it seems like it's good. It's a good show for to be where it's at. It's like yeah. good network. It's good network TV. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then and that's it. That's all I've been watching. That's those are all my highlights. Um, but all right. So let's go over to our one of our spoiler reviews for this week. Uh, let's start with Palm Springs on yeah. Hulu with uh, 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 Andy Samberg. And mm-hmm. I forgot the other lady's name. I should have should have pulled her name up before we got started. Uh, let's see her name is nope <laughs> i typed i clicked in palm swings that is not spong, uh uh kristen mulatto mulatti yeah mulatti yeah kristen mulatti uh so yeah so what, what do you what do you think of the movie ernesto i actually really i really enjoyed this movie like okay. you know it, andy samberg called it from what it is he goes you know this is your classic uh time loop situation yeah. you know it's a movie about these two, they're stuck in the same day. They keep reliving the same wedding day, and we're seeing the all every seeing everything that happens for what it is. I thought the death scenes were good. I thought the death scenes were funny. Like he's like, I've killed myself yeah. a lot, a lot, yep, <laughs> a lot. Um, I thought the writing was pretty funny. Andy Samberg was pretty on was pretty funny. The the director Max Bar, I think is Bar Barbacow. I think it's how oh, you pronounce yeah. that last. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. I haven't seen haven't seen anything else he's done, but you know, I thought what was good about it is that it wasn't about the movie wasn't about the escape. It seemed very secondary to um, what the movie was about. You know, hmm. they, they talk about they talk about living. There's parts of the movie they talk about living regret. Um, you kind of see that shine in J.K. Simmons' role, which is somebody who Andy Samberg trapped in there with him. Right. Uh, and then you see how he was at that moment of acceptance at the end. Like, you know, I at least, you know, at least I get to keep reliving his part as he keeps get to relive in the, this one day, that day, that same day, but that morning he spent with his kids. Right. So it sounds Which, like he was trying to find peace with correct. the fact that he's stuck here. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, they got to like a quick ending. She's like, oh, this is how we're going to get out of it. I did this. I did this really quick, but you know, she kept, she like had to learn quantum physics or something and then came up with this really crazy way for them to move on to the next, to move forward into the next day. But I, I mean, that was cool. I thought it was cool. What what did you think? Uh, I liked it. I, I, I also enjoyed it. I just felt like maybe I expected a little bit more from it and I don't know why. Um, 
I I I I had no expectations. (laughs) No expectations. For some reason, this movie might have been a little bit overhyped for me because I was seeing, and this was probably my own doing, because they were like, "Oh, ninety percent are on tomatoes. Oh, this movie is the best thing on Hulu." I'm like, "What? Okay, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute." And so then, um, the best thing in Hulu, but right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm here like this is like a a nice like a nice treat or it was a gem. This is the movie we need right now. I was seeing all this shit, and I was like, "Okay, okay, this must be something." And like at the end of the day. I thought it was great, but I didn't think it was like what I was reading. So maybe that kind of spoiled the mood for me a little bit. But I liked how the movie started, which was instead of like like either starting off by him starting the time loop or with with Annie Sandberg like explaining what's happening at the very beginning, it just was you were right in the middle of it. It just started as a as any other day for him. And then you're kind of thinking, like, why does this guy really not give a fuck about this wedding? Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of like where your thought process was. And then he was like, you know, and it's interesting because that because you kind of asked the question, what would you do if you were to relive the day over and over again? And then they kind of introduce a new character, which was, uh, you know, Christine's character, Sarah. And so they introduce Sarah, at least to the audience anyway. And Sarah accidentally gets into this, what is this, this cave of magic wonder? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, but that's, that part is irrelevant. It's like, that's here, very this is true. a setup. It's like, we're, we're doing a time loop thing. It's like, hey, we're doing a time loop thing. This is how you get stuck. You just walk into the magical cave. All right, let's get the movie started. <laughs> right, pretty much is exactly what it is. Like, they didn't really, like, uh, we don't care about the science of this all. This is not what this movie is about. So we're not yeah, going to exactly. focus on it. <laughs> we're um, just setting it up for where they're at. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, and I, you know, I kind of appreciated that. And like, we didn't, this movie didn't need an explanation of why this was happening. We just know, like, it's not like, look, we've seen this movie before. This isn't, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Like yeah. it's a time loop movie, and you're, this is what it is. So we're not we're just gonna skip all the the pleasant pleasantries and goes right to the to the meat of the story, um, which obviously it was funny. I think Andy Sandberg, this is like a, a role that's perfect for him. Correct. It, it's it's a role that he didn't he like he was just basically just playing like a guy who didn't really give a shit, and that's what he's good at. And then he's also you also have a guy who's afraid of commitment, and I don't know if that was before the time loop or during the time loop because you can tell that he didn't want to get too serious with Sarah who is the person who has been with him for the last couple of I don't know months weeks I'm not it's not know, hard they don't they don't really explain the aspect of time because like to her that was the first time when she went through that was the first time her experiencing that day and he's like when he starts, I mean, if you go throughout the movie, he talks about all the different things that he's done. Like, how yeah. many times has he relived that same day? Like, mm-hmm. how many times has he has he actually been repeated there? You know, right. it could have been and thousands and thousands of times. It could have been years. And they, and again, they didn't really talk about it, which I guess it's fine. You don't really need to know specifics, but we can tell that he's been there for a long period of time. I thought a really funny scene where he's like. So how many people have you slept with? And I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, she's like, have you ever slept with me? Oh no, never. Which was we later we found out which was an absolute lie. And that had um, sex dozens, thousands. What did he say? Thousands of times. Yeah, like we done it thousands of times. And but originally he was like, no, we I've never I never tried with you. Uh, but that's interesting that that's like where his mind goes. Like maybe in the earlier stages of all this, he's like, I'm gonna see how many people I can sleep with. And then he slept with like some older lady in the bar. 
yeah. he he tried uh he tried gay sex with some 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 of the other people he uh and then he's like and she's like i even he i even tried out your dad she's like what like no i'm just kidding i didn't do your dad yeah. <laughs> uh and he's she's like and she's like uh he's like i even tried uh like the bride one she's like it's like, yeah, that didn't really work out too well. But I was close. <laughs> I just remember him <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Which, when you have so many different tries, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt. <laughs> if that's where your mind's going. That didn't, that didn't work? All right, this works. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I got another try to go through. And then I think it's funny how J.K. Simmons got in the, in the mix of it. I don't know. I think, like, uh, Andy Samberg was kind of like, going through a whole bunch of these and he gets drunk with one of the guys at the party and then accidentally slips into the, to the time loop void. And then JK Simmons is just trying to kill him. Every, every couple of days, every couple of days he comes and he kills him. Like I thought it was great how they introduced him too, because I didn't realize it was JK Simmons until like, I had to really look at him. He's like, Oh, fuck you, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> And so like he's trying to he's trying to, you know, you know, have fun with Sarah in the first before she got involved in the time loop. And he's about to take off his pants and all of a sudden like arrow straight to the back. And he's like, damn it. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> she's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. He's like crawling. He's like crawling to get to the <laughs> uh, and then Roy's just coming in here. And then basically we find out, which is kind of like he had more or less J.K. Simmons had like probably the best stories of it all was like basically every time. He go visit Andy Samberg. It was just him blowing off steam. Mm. He's like, man, fuck you, Andy Samberg. I'm going to go ahead and shoot you because I know you're fine. And then and then like and it, he always made it like a surprise because every time he like he didn't recognize him. So like J.K. Simmons would like try to come up with a disguise on trying to trick him. And then all of a sudden he just kills him just for the for, for the fun of it. And then we you know we later find out and like, you know, Andy Samberg's weakest moment that, yeah, he's just. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm just enjoying my life, you know, with my family. He's like, yeah, I get to, you know, I, you know, this was a great day. I get to spend time with my family. I got a cookout. And so I guess, you know, trying to get like the simple things out of a situation, which was a good message to have in the movie. You know, he probably felt like I can't fix it. I can't move. I've, it's impossible. I'm stuck here. So let me just. This is what I have. I need to be happy with what I have and I need to appreciate right. what I have. You know, he talks about he he doesn't ever get to see he doesn't have to see his wife ever get sick. He goes, she's still young and beautiful. I get to enjoy that for eternity. You know, mm-hmm. I, my kids are still young. They still want me around. He's like, yeah. I don't have to see them go through anything, any of that other stuff. So I, I he I liked his role. I liked his yeah, role a lot. Yeah, I agreed. And it was funny too. Like it was it was equally had heart as well as as funny as well. Yeah. Um right. and I think like I, at the end of the day I think my biggest problem was maybe the rushed ending. Because now we're we're going through this whole movie and he is, you know, they're they're forming a relationship that seems to be working out fine with them both in the time loop with with Andy Sandberg and and uh and and Sarah and and then all of a sudden, like he's like I said, he was having like a commitment issue, like he couldn't like, you know, for some reason, even though they're both stuck in this time loop, like he can't commit to this one girl that's in the same position as he is. And so uh, and so then with that, he kind of pushes her away. And then she spends probably, I don't know, the next couple of weeks, months trying yes. to <laughs> years trying to figure out the like what this time loop is. And I felt like and we kind of said this earlier for a movie that didn't really we didn't really need to know all about it. 
at the end, it kind of became a focus point of like trying to solve it. Well, I mean, they that was the point. She's like, well, because she tried to they tried to groundhog day it in the beginning where, you know, he would be right. a good person and try to do better. It's like, well, yeah, that's how we fix this. That's how we do that. And obviously when that didn't work. Right. So, you know, they just like, all right, well, it's getting close to the third. We're in the third act now. We need to. Uh, <laughs> this is how it's going to happen. Because but because but I feel like it's that's not what the movie was about. So they just needed they just gave us that quick montage of her learning quantum physics so she can right. figure out how to get out of there. And and I, I honestly I don't remember how they got out of there. I'm not sure what was the science behind it. Was there uh, she strapped they strapped themselves to C4 and the set when they were being pulled through to the next to the next day through the That's hole right. they had to blow they had to blow themselves up to to use the force to push them into the next day so but but that also destroyed the time loop as well correct yeah okay so the c4 did it so well for it, them well it destroyed it for them because remember when she sent the goat through the goat didn't come back that's so right. That means that's J, right that means that jk simmons is still stuck in that time loop which they said at the very end of the movie because, like, I think Sarah, like, gave him a message saying, hey, I know how to get out of here. And and then, like, she, he ran into Andy Samberg's character, but now, like, I guess, like, the version who did not know he was in a time loop. Like, for him, it was, like, because Andy Samberg was, like, in a suit at the very end. And he did was, I like, miss, who are did you? I miss, was that, like, an after credit scene? I think I missed that. Did you miss that? I might have yeah. missed that part. Oh, yeah. There last was that, I, I, Last I remember, the last thing I remember seeing is they're in the pool and they're holding hands and then the people were like, get the fuck out of my pool. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, oh, I guess it's the next day. And then the credits rolled. Yeah, no, there's something after that. Well, there, was, there was, there was, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a scene where J.K. Simmons is kind of like running to the banquet and he was like, hey, I got a message. Like he runs up to Andy Samberg and he's like, hey, I got a message from your girlfriend that she figured out how to, how to, how to solve this. And then when he touches, when he like hit reaches Andy Samberg, he's in a suit and he's like, "I'm sorry, sir. Do I know you? I don't know who who you are." And he was like, "Oh shit, it worked." And then that's kind of where it ended. Oh, uh, okay. So so that so the, that version of Andy Samberg is like now stuck. You know, he's like living as if none of this happened. But like Andy Sam, like the the one that was stuck in the time loop, and Sarah, the, obviously at the end of the movie, they successfully reached uh, the next day. That's that's kind of that's kind of weird. So then, like, <laughs> so then, are there two different Andy Sandbergs? Well, no, are there because two different ones. No, because J.K. Simmons is still stuck. So that so I wouldn't say that there's two different ones, but he's just still stuck stuck in a time loop in which that version of Andy Sandberg was not stuck in a time loop. Are you saying of him inside the time loop? You're yes. saying you're. Oh, so you're talking about J.K. Simmons inside the time loop? Yes. Was talking to Andy Sandberg, but. He that Andy Samberg's gone because he's in the real world now. He's Correct. talking to the one. He's talking to the one who doesn't know anything. Who's just stuck in the day. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting ending, but honestly, I would have preferred if they were just stuck in the time loop and they were able to just figure it out. That's that's my preferred oh, ending. That's I, not what the movie's about. The movie's about moving on, living with regret, and moving on. So you can't move on if you can't change the day, Matthew. I guess I guess you're right. You can't. You can't. <laughs> now that you said it out loud, yeah, you're right. You just can't move like, on to the next day. If they would have been stuck in the same day, the, the their movie would have no purpose. Then the movie would be like, of like, what the fuck? Like they didn't achieve anything. They're still stuck in the same bullshit. 
But I, but I see what you're saying. It's like they yeah. would have been together. I get it. They would have been together. Yeah, they would have been like, all right, we're just gonna figure this out. You know, give us a part two. I don't think they're gonna come out with a part two, but you know what I mean. Um, and I, then doesn't need a part two. Does, does not <laughs> definitely does not need a part two. They they ended the movie. I thought the, I thought the ending was funny because you think that they did not succeed because they're just back. Like there was this big explosion, and the next scene cuts them just on the on the pool, and like, well. What do we do now? Type of situation, and then, and then they were like, "Hey, yeah. yeah, like, hey, what the, what the hell are you doing in my pool?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess they came back the next day then." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just look at that. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it fits fine on the streaming service like Hulu. I have no, and it's it's also funny. It's like one of those movies you can just turn off your brain and and just kind of watch, and it kind of gives you a little bit, you know, so, so I guess something to think about a little bit, but not that much. Like, you don't think too hard about it. Um, And then also, I didn't understand the dinosaurs in the movie. Did you understand that? Nope. I was (laughs) going to say that, too. They they showed them and never fucking explained it. No, (laughs) it's almost like, oh, these dinosaurs are stuck in a time loop, too, from, like, back in, you know, when the dinosaur age happened? I don't know. Oh, well, that's actually a really good explanation. Maybe they're also they're stuck in the time loop of that day and that they just stay. All they know is the cave. So they just keep going in and out of the cave. Yeah, maybe. But also, you maybe. don't need you don't need the cave to, to restart the day. You just go to sleep, <laughs> go to sleep, or die or however that's they figured it out. Yeah, but they're uh, they're they're just dinosaurs. I mean, I don't know. I've never met a dinosaur, so I don't know. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we talk to one, we'll ask him about a time loop situation. Exactly. <laughs> I do um, think yeah, it's weird how they kind of mentioned it and didn't say anything. It was never referenced again in the movie. Yeah. I, Actually, I, he goes he he goes later. He goes, hey, remember the dinosaurs? Like, don't you want to go do that again? It's like, why were they there? That was we never even talked about that. <laughs> I felt like it was an element that didn't really need to be there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, all, all in all, I thought the movie was funny. I thought it, I thought it was good. Uh, definitely recommend giving it a watch on Hulu. Anything else you want to add, Ernesto? No, no, I thought it was no. good. All right. Uh, all right. Now, uh, so that was uh, Palm Springs. You can catch that on Hulu. And now we're going to move on to our next review, spoiler review, of The Old Guard on Netflix. And Ernesto, what you thought of The Old Guard starring Charlize Theron? Nailed it. Look time. at you. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm so we just we're going to take a pause here just for a second, just to appreciate the fact that you got it right on the first try. Thank you. I do. I do really do appreciate that. I do. It's, it's just suck soak in this moment just a little bit because <laughs> I, I didn't get it right the first try. And I thought about it. I knew I was going to say don't. it and it worked. You really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK, though. But you did it. I'm very proud. I of you. did. It. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was good. It was directed by Gina Price Blythewood, who direct who I didn't know directed Love and Basketball, which I've seen, which is a great movie. And Secret Life of Bees, which I think is the Spelling Bee movie. Yes. Or I don't know. I think that's or is that a Kella in the uh, Kella in the Bee? I don't know. It's oh, one no, of you're right. You're right. So, yeah. Yes. Your Secret Life of Bees has like uh, uh, Queen Latifah in it. And I think Kiki Palmer, maybe. Maybe. I haven't seen it. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a uh, at first I thought, you know, I went in it. I didn't watch any trailers. I went in blind. I, so I didn't know anything about it. Um, I thought it was just going to be like a regular action movie, obviously, until. You know, they run into that building and then all those soldiers come out. I was like, oh, how are they going to fight their way out of this one? And then they <laughs> shot them. And I was like, oh, they're not. <laughs> they're dead. 
It's like, well, this movie ended really quickly. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how the movie starts because she's laying on the ground dead. But then, yeah. you know, then they bring then they bring it back to that one point. Um, I thought it was cool. They, you know, they're their own superheroes. You know, they can't die. They they can't die. They're immortal, but they can die over time. That was yeah. the one thing I was like, oh, okay. I guess I get it. Like you can, you're immortal to a certain to a certain point, and then you're just like everybody else. Correct. Um, I, I thought the action sequences were great. Um, you know, Charlize Theron, she comes in and like a badass on, with that axe and she started taking people out. There's one part where she's like she's like fighting the guys in like that little church hallway and then yes. she like cuts that and she like cuts that one guy's arm off. It was, it was pretty great. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I thought the ca- I thought the cast was I thought the, the cast kind of meshed well together. Um, the screenplay of the movie is a is by Greg Rucka. He also wrote the graphic novel that it's based off of. And come to find out, he wrote uh, Gotham Knight, the um, that's that plays in between the got the Nolan films. In between, I think it's an animated movie. Um, it's between the first and second movies. If I oh, remember. okay. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, what what about you? What did you think? I, I thought it I thought it was good, but not as good as I hoped it would be. I feel like I was a little bit underwhelmed with the overall package of this movie. I thought the idea was great. You know, again, it's another situation where it's kind of funny. We we're, we're reviewing this week, two different movies kind of dealing with the same thing of somewhat of immortality of like when you die and come back, it's, it was a weird parallel that we did. We discovered after we said, we're going to watch these two movies. Uh, but it's kind of what it came, what it, what it happened. Um, yeah, I, I thought the I thought it was, we had a sad start to this movie. You know, they basically saying, um, you know, life is being uh, immortal, never knowing when you're gonna die. You know, will she will she stay dead? Uh, and you know, like you just I, I thought they it presented a sad picture at the beginning, which kind of like this life isn't as glamorous as you would think it is. Where yeah. you know, and so I like okay, and then I thought it was another cool element element of where they were sharing memories. They were able to figure out there was a new immortal person based off of like memories and like they don't and they can see each other's memories when they're distant. But then when together, they're like they're almost like supposed to meant to be together. Um, I I I didn't they didn't really explain how this all happened, which I guess I'm fine with. You know, I don't I guess we don't need an explanation, but I also wouldn't have minded either. Of how they became immortal, we just know that they've been living for a long time. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie where I feel like, all right, well, I kind of want to know more about the lore. Like, I want to know right. more about why we're here. And maybe they don't know yet, so that's why we don't know yet. Like, it hasn't been revealed to the characters or us yet. It's something right. for later on. Because I mean, they definitely set it up for um, for See, another one. Yeah, for sure. Well, it seems like well, it seems like the movie was a preamble to the team being connected with somebody who's going to help them like start their mission, like do all their missions. He's going to, you know, she. I don't even. Oh, damn it. Here is this is one of where I, I always <laughs> that's get. That's name. I yeah. always get. That's a name I always get wrong. It's all right. She will tell Egia for. I think. Yes. I think that's right. Um, yes. You know, he plays Copley, and in the beginning. He was being, you know, he's being hired by Evil Pharma, by Big Pharma. <laughs> I like that. He hired them. To, well, that's what it was. It's like, we're big. We have all the money. We're the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Right. So, you know, they hire, they they get him to, 
to find these to find these people so they can set them up and you know he gets them and captures them and in the end he he he's gonna become like their Alfred. He's gonna get he's gonna cover their tracks. So I mean they definitely set it up to for like either like a movie series or possibly a TV series or something. I honestly thought that it was you know, uh, the plot, for the most part, was, in my opinion, a little bland because it's like, oh, no, the CEO wants to capture their more immortality for 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 reasons I don't give a shit about. It's like it's like I've, I've seen this before. This isn't anything new. And like I love the action, but also they gave Charlize Theron a weapon that she barely used, in my opinion, because a lot of the beginning of the movie was kind of like, here's this new immortal person. We have to find them. And find her because we have this evil corporation out to get us. But also within the midst of it, we're learning how kind of the system works. Um, I thought one of the stronger story elements, which was a really a good five minutes, was like Charlize Theron's partner she had way back in the day mm-hmm. where she, it was another female. I forgot who played her, but she like, yeah, we were inseparable. We were fighting a whole bunch of different, you know, throughout the years. And then like in the age of like witchcraft, they, they got her and they put her in an iron, iron like coffin. And then they just threw her at the bottom of the ocean. And so every time she woke up after she died, she would drown again. And that is that's like, terrible. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. Like, Oh my yes. God. <laughs> you're doing that. And you're doing that for centuries. Yeah, for centuries. Yeah, it's just like back and forth. Like, I couldn't even imagine. So, like, you know, throughout the years, you know, Charlize Theron and the crew were trying to eventually trying to find this person and they can never find it. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, in, in her case, you can only go for so many probably centuries at this point trying to find somebody when you're just never going to find this person. And I, I really honestly, I hope we start. I wish we would have started the movie off that way, because that seems more of an intriguing premise than what the one we got, which was like, here's these group of guys, a group of people who don't die. We have a new person on board. And throughout this, like, as soon as we get her, we're still explaining how this system works, but we also don't know how it works, but we also could die, but we don't know when. So I guess in that regard, they, they, the movie gave us an element of like, yes, they are immortal, but we also don't know when they're going to die. So it kind of gave that element of, I guess, suspense or like these characters could die at any moment, but they probably won't. I don't know. It, it's hard to get behind. Also hard to get behind characters that just don't die in general. So, yeah. Especially so when like, you and then you and then you introduce it where like, oh, they kind of die like they can right. die, but eventually. Right. And it's like. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those situations. And I do like the action. I thought, you know, when Charlize Theron had the ax, it was great. Like she used, she used that ax very well. Uh, there was a nice mix of like the ax and swords and, and guns, like just kind of whatever she was grabbing at that moment, basically just being the ultimate badass as she is in general. So like you were saying, the fight scenes are great. Um, I, and also like, uh, Chitowel, oh, hold on, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get a jab at this name. Uh, Chitowel F four F F four. She would she would tell Ijo four. Ijo four. Yes, that guy. Uh, I also didn't like how he was into the mix. Basically, we later find out 
that like I I am trying to find you guys and you know give you guys up to this evil corporation because my wife died and that's it. I'm like, really? You're doing all of this work? I mean, don't get me wrong, your wife dying is terrible, but so you don't have other people die like the way your wife died. You're gonna you have a suspicion, and so you're gonna go track down immortal people to get longevity in life. That I'm sorry, that's just a weak storyline. And then like you have this evil corporations like, yes, yes, I like your plan. Let's go steal them. And and also it was the kid from Harry Potter who was the mean uh, who right. was the CEO guy. He was like the the fat cousin of of Mr. Harry Potter. And that's so, right. That's right. And so like he groaned, but he also didn't. His, this role did not help him in his career, in my opinion. Even though this movie was very successful for Netflix, but like the role that he played was just not that great and i go ahead no i think i think this would have been better as as like a limited like a series or like a like a netflix series or something like because i feel like they tried to squeeze too much into the movie so that's why they gave us very flat villains and with and you know as like a subpar um storyline for copley's character Right. And and and, the, and even with that, like they eventually end up capturing all of the immortal people. And then as soon as that happened, uh, Copley was like, you know what? This is a bad idea. I'm like, well, this wasn't a bad idea when you started this. All of a sudden now <laughs> you finally got them. He's like, oh, wait, no, this is bad. This is a bad idea, guys. Right. This is this is not a good idea. And like, well, where was this a couple minutes ago? Where was this a couple months ago? Like, like, you don't have a change of heart that quickly. It just doesn't work out that way. Um, so, I mean, though, in movies it does happen. But, like, in this case, it just played off very poorly. Um, I also hated the ending. Like, not like not the five minutes before the ending, but, like, how, like, you know, the CEO guy died. Where they were like, I'm going to shoot you. And, and, like, I have your axe. And then she was like, play dead, motherfucker. And... Uh, like they're able to like do some move and they got the ax and they put it in his head and then they went down like a couple stories of buildings. And I was like, man, this ending just reminds me of bloodshot, how they're just, you know, going down. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like this cheesy action moment that I did just didn't appreciate at all. And I, I just don't know why I just couldn't get behind the story, but like the premise it's there, like it's solid. And so, like, it's like a movie I wanted to get behind, but there were just a couple of story elements that just didn't work for me. And it was very frustrating to see that. I really think, it would, yeah, man, if you did, if they had done it as a series and in each episode we could have explored one of the immortals. Like, we could have, mm-hmm. like, learned their story because, I mean, they're all – each of them were, like, super interesting. Like, you had the um, the gay couple who have, like, they've been with each other for so long like what right. one of my that i would say that's one of my favorite scenes is when they're being captured and they're both in there and he's like well you kissing your boyfriend and he just i don't even remember the exact wording he used but he goes into this monologue oh that's about, right about explain and he explains to him how he's like so much more to him than just his boyfriend like he's like his soulmate he's literally like his other half and like like you couldn't even fathom being with that and me really thinking about that like I would love to see an episode like really explore like how deep their love actually is. Think about being with somebody for centuries. Right. Like, not not like oh this is like my 30 year anniversary. No, this is like right. our fifth our 5000th year together. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. 
And um, yeah, I, I and I agree. Like they had strong characters, uh, and, I, and like the characters were not the problem of this movie. I think just for me is the story direction. I thought honestly, I thought the last five minutes of this movie was probably the best part of this movie because then you really get to see them shine. We didn't even talk about this earlier, but like we later find out that Charlize Theron, her character is dying. Like, yeah. like that was like a plot twist in the movie. Like, Oh, this is her turn to die. Like a new immortal person came into play and she's the oldest. And therefore her basically her next move is, you know, her death. And they played along with that in the movie. And I thought she was going to die in this movie, but they, they went a different route. Exactly. And so, and, and for that, I appreciate because then we have Copley. He was like, look at your line of work. Look at how much good you've done throughout all of these centuries. And like, you guys should get back to that. And then Charlize Theron's like, you know what? You're right. And so you're going to be Alfred. We're going to be the badass superheroes going kind of right in the wrongs of the world. And like, I would have loved to see that movie. Like start us, start us off there instead of like this whole opening act. Or even that be like, like the whole beginning of the movie should have just been the first act. And then the yes. second and third act is like the real villain or at least like collection of like people who you got to take care of. And like, I just feel like the whole movie was a setup for like, what's to, what's actually going to come. Couldn't agree more. That's like, I literally wrote that down in my notes. I'm like this, this was a, basically it's a poor origin story that sets up for an interesting sequel. That that was like like the bare bones that I can cut it down to. Like this is what this movie is because some of the elements did not work, but like where they set up, where they're setting up, it looks great. Like yeah, yeah. you know these people are trying to right the wrongs of the world that they could see potential threats that could be a worldwide uh, you know catastrophe, and then we're going in there to stop that. That's great. The fact that Charlize Theron is not immortal anymore gives her character weight because you're around a team that's immortal, and even during the fight scenes. You could, like when her team found out, they were all protecting her, and like like they're willing to get the blow of like some of the harder hits and still protect her while also keeping part of the team. But she's still the leader, so that that was a mm -hmm. cool element they did. Um, yeah, like them setting up to like fight the future fights. It's a great idea. You had one person who's in isolation from the group because they uh, because he's the one that kind of turned them in, and so like he's in like an isolation for a hundred years. <laughs> like, we'll see you in a hundred years. All right. You can come back in a hundred years. And then the movie also set up like with, with, I thought it was a great cliffhanger of sorts is like, Hey, remember that lady we introduced who's like stuck underwater? Yeah. Like, Oh, hello. She's back. She's back. <laughs> yeah. And like, Hey, and she's like, Hey person, you just been exiled. We need, I need to talk to you. And we're like, Oh shit. And I, I would have so much appreciated if she was the villain, like the true villain in this movie. And then, it basically like setting up for like a revenge thing of like, Ooh, Hey, you never found good. me. Hey, you never found me. And I was there drowning some other, somebody I, I got, I got on my own way. Now I'm out for revenge. So imagine if like, she was like the puppet master of the CEO corporation just to get them all together. And then she revealed herself as being the main villain. And then we set up a sequel where she would be more in the forefront of it all. That would have yeah. been way better. better. Way better than what we got. Um, but so like I feel like this is one of those movies where I would be I, I would be more like when whenever the sequel does come out and like, hey, Netflix, the old guard two is coming out. I'll be more interested of watching that because I think they did a really got really good job setting it up. And 
and you know we're just have a poor movie and then there's some franchises that do have a poor beginning but like hit two three and four they just find their stride and this yeah. could be one of those series so i feel like it has a lot of potential yeah we'll see yeah uh but yeah that that's kind of i i think would, would you recommend this movie do you think there's enough there to be like yeah you should go watch it i mean i would say yes but don't expect a lot from it but the action like if you want to just watch a good some good action then yeah you can check it out because i mean i mean even look at the fight scene on the plane like that was a good yeah. scene <laughs> that was pretty good also there was a good moment where charlize theron's like she got like the the newcomer in and she was uh she's like what are you doing get her and then she started to run away like she was able to escape and charlize theron just comes in the back and like pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head and i was ah. like damn you didn't have to do her like that i know you know she's gonna come back but like Dang, that, that shot her in the head yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> like it like it made me jump like whoa <laughs> damn <laughs> all right damn uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I think, you know, I think this this movie has a lot of decent moments and some like good moments to get behind. Um, but I think like where this movie might shine is more in the sequels that are ahead. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of where it is. Also, um, the director of this movie, uh, Gina, Gina Prince. Uh, uh, Blythewood. Yeah, she's actually the first African-American female director to do a superhero movie and this is what counts says i'm sorry not, not a superhero movie i'm sorry a comic book movie mm. she's the first african-american okay. female to do a comic book movie and maybe no i wouldn't say no she's not the first female director in netflix that's that's false um but yeah definitely the first female director for a comic book movie so definitely netflix got a, a big i they, this movie was also very successful like this is now Netflix released like a top 10 list earlier this week and like like the most views of of anything that they've put out like movie wise. And this is already at number six. So definitely okay. a lot of people definitely a lot of people staying at home and like they they have this metric within the first four weeks. So this movie came out maybe two weeks ago, not even a week ago, like about yeah, about two weeks ago. And so like we're already at number six of their all time top list. So, yeah, this is a huge success for Netflix and um with a lot of people staying home this makes total sense like you know what the n number one movie currently right now is ernesto what extraction <laughs> that was a good movie it is it it, it hit it, some it, good over-the-top action exactly and that is the like the most watched original netflix movie on the service so yeah this is creeping up up there so like with a lot of people staying home it makes total sense that you know a lot of people are watching this but yeah, I, I recommend give it a watch. Just not don't expect much. And that's kind of where we're at on that. Um, and I think that's all the show we had. It's jam-packed show. We got a lot of news in. Double review. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, if you want more from us, as always, go to box office underscore Avengers on our Instagram page. You're going to get a lot of stuff. You're going to get Movie Showdown Mondays, which has been a hit so far. A lot of people are responding to it, and it's great. We put your favorite... Uh, content creators mainly it's been actors but and and producers but we put a person against their line of work and see which one reigns the top on that list it's a great time a lot of people have been enjoying it i've also been getting recommendations so give you guys a little tease next week you can expect to see a movie showdown on leonardo dicaprio that one somebody recommended i think that would be a great one and then also this is gonna be a tough one ernesto and the weeks ahead somebody recommended robin williams and that's Ooh. that's gonna be a tough one to get behind so uh, definitely you can look forward to that. Our Instagram page, we've got recognizing the music behind the movie. We got your new to stream Fridays. 
We got your top 10 on Netflix. We got everything. It's over there. We got your fresh takes, your latest binges. It's all there on our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. And that's all the show we have for you guys this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Been Ernesto Santos. See ya.